hidethingmedia.com. The network, oh, without constraints. Hi, everybody, and welcome to part two of our six-part series on how to write a book. But before we get into it, um, I'd like to ask you to visit wrongtermmemory.com. Scroll down to the bottom. There's a couple of buttons there, and you can basically leave us a tip, and it would help us cover hosting costs, like cable ties and things like that cost money. Actually, we lose money making this every month. So any tip would help. Not a donation. We're not a charity. But... Colin, how are you, mate? I'm good. I'm wonderful, yeah. And I am sick to death of paying for those bloody cable ties. So, yeah, by all <laughs> means, please do get on that. Buy me a coffee link, etc. How are you, Jack? You all right? Yeah, good, man. And Martin is back um, joining us again. So, how are you, mate? Good? Very well, mate. Thanks for having me back on. And what are we covering, what are we covering in, this, in this part? Uh, we're covering not, not a particularly... Um, sexy part of the process but very important which is the planning process and uh, kind of disabusing anyone of the notion that these things just kind of happen um, uh, just in, in flights of fancy. Uh, you, you need to, to really have your structure in place before you even start uh, writing the thing. Yeah so I suppose speaking about planning, a guy who had lots of time to plan a book was, I don't know if you've heard of him, uh, Hitler he was called um, he wrote a book called Mein Kampf back in the day, described basically as the most evil book in history. Its publication has been illegal and restricted in lots of countries, however, not illegal in Germany. Um, apart from its politics, the book has also been criticised basically for its writing style. And like I mentioned on the last show, one of my favourite things to do is get Martin to read reviews. And it just comes across really smooth and dulcet. So, you want to take a wee, <laughs> even even his pals were fucking well, listening yeah. about them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you know you're going to get bad reviews. You, you know if, if you, you, you stick your head above the parapet, you have enemies that will uh, delight in, in, in picking uh, maybe a typo in page 130 or something like that. Um, this is a review by Benito Mussolini, <laughs> one of Hitler's... Um, uh, Good, good personal friends. Uh, a boring tome that I've never been able to read. And he called Hitler's views little more than commonplace cliches. Uh, okay, um, with friends like that, I guess. Um, yeah, that's Sally McGrain of the New Yorker uh, wrote, Hitler's 700-page screed is so unreadable that despite its, its ubiquity during the Third Reich, it is unlikely that most Germans actually crack the book open. It's full of bombastic, hard-to-follow clauses, historical minutiae, and tangled ideological threads, and both neo-Nazis and serious historians tend to avoid it. So there you are. Like, for being the top potato at being a horrible person, like, it's really getting panned. I've not read it. Have you read it, Colin? Uh, I haven't read it, no. I've never felt the inclination to do so. What about you, Martin? Um, I have read most of it. I gave it a good old whack um, for university, uh, I should make it clear. Um, (laughs) uh, Was that Nazi university? (laughs) Not not for a buzz on a Friday night. (laughs) Not for a wee uh, dip in it. It's, I mean, apart from the, 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 the sentiment being inexorable, it's just 
dreadful, dreadful writing. It is the thoughts of a maniac. If it was written in shit on the walls, <laughs> you would make more sense than than than, than being published. Um, and it, it, you're right, it, it probably wasn't, well, it, it definitely wasn't read. It was probably something that, that, that many people in Nazi Germany started to take hold had uh, in their, their bookshelves, but, but never get cracked open. Um, a wee bit like um, Stephen Hawking's books, perhaps, um, adorn um, many pseudo-intellectual bookshelves. But it was all in there. His plans were all in there, um, and and the, which means that you, you don't really have much of a get-out later on. So I didn't think it would get quite that bad. Um, he kind of laid it all out in, in, in front of the world. It was just hidden in, in, in dreadful, dreadful writing. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian Kershaw, the, the incredible Nazi historian, um, that's the historian of Nazis, not a Nazi historian, I guess, um, <laughs> a, a two-part um, biography of Hitler, um, Hubris and Nemesis. Uh, and again, uh, I, I had Nemesis to read for a, a, a university essay um, that was due just at the end of term, the December term. I was going over to New York for... Uh, a long weekend to 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 meet up with a, a a school friend that was was working over there for the year, um, and I deliberately didn't take didn't have an iPod in those days, but CDs, anything like that, any other books, because on this flight to New York, I was going to get cracking into this this book, get some serious reading done, some serious notes. This was uh, this was my time to do it. I was in the back of the plane. There was just two seats, myself and one, and this very, very nervous girl um, sat beside me. Not obviously a great flyer, a bit of snow about, I think. Um, and she was really, really quite uh, anxious before we'd even taken off. Um, and I heard her something to kind of chunter to herself. And she was certainly speaking, but I couldn't really make out the language. And then she got out of this kind of leather book um, and opened it. And it was all in Hebrew. There was no way I was getting this book out um, to to read um, because I socially awkward couldn't deal with the, the explanation. Look, I'm reading this academically. I am not a supporter of the guy on the front cover. Um, so it was eight nine hours. Um, thankfully, and in flight and flight entertainment was was there. It wasn't quite as incredible as it is now, but uh, yeah, I, I wish I'd taken a few CDs. Jack, we, we asked Martin in the previous episode about his favourite book. I'm uh, very intrigued and looking forward to your answer to that question. What would you say was your favourite? Yeah, don't build it up too much. When I asked myself this question, I realised that I have not read a book twice. You know, I've, I've never went back and reread a book, apart from once by accident. It was an Ian Rankin book that I had read before, didn't realise I had read it before until about three quarters of the way through it. So this this was a bit of a tough one for me. A book I read when I was about 18 or 19 was uh, Bill Bryson's A Short History of Nearly Everything. And talking about being a pseudo-intellectual, Martin, I kind of thought I was that when I was that age. But that's probably, I'm a big fan of Bill Bryson. So if I was to pick one book, it would probably be that different when it comes to audiobooks because I've listened to many of them multiple times and to be honest one of my favourites is I Partridge it's one of the funniest books that I've ever got read to me so yeah um, that would be that would be my choices um, nothing particularly groundbreaking there to be honest with you but uh, we're here to speak about planning I suppose Martin so how did you go about planning the book, we sort of covered the, how you got there in the last episode, but how, how did you plan this? 
with great naivety uh, the the poll that would uh, give me my 50 games I started that on um, May the 1st and I owned that for the, the month of May and I'd already written three uh, sample chapters friends, Colin here, the looks, the charm and the brains behind Runtime Memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate Life is a little bit shit just now, and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people, then we will. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory, and you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad-free, and lots of bonus content. It might need a wee bit of, of, of tweaking, but they were in the bag. No problem. First of June, I was going to start. Uh, so I had 47 main chapters and introduction, 48 chapters. I'll nail three a week, two nights, one weekend. Um, I'll get this done in four months. That takes me out of September. We bit of tidying up. Off to the publishers, bit of editing, done by October, out for Christmas, jobs are good. Yeah. Um, I submitted my text on the 1st of February. Um, <laughs> I, I had no idea what writing a book was like. Of course, I, I, I hadn't. I'd never done it before. Um, and I, I have a lot of enthusiasm for those sample chapters, and they, they did come quite freely. And I just stupidly assumed that, that, that they all would, um, but, but they didn't, um, clearly. Uh, so you do have to have a think um, about the number of words, for a start, that, that you're, you're, you're going to need. Um, and therefore, you still need that structure that we talked about first. If, if that's not in place, you can't drill down into right, the, the individual chapters themselves. Um, but that, that that's that's what caused a, a, a bit of delay for, for, for me. Just I would go to bed at night think, right, uh, I know the game I'm talking about tomorrow. I don't want it just to be a running commentary. What do I want? What, what does this game tell me? What does the fact that it's been voted so high or low or, or whatever tell me? Where's my hook? Uh, and I wouldn't start writing until I, I had it. But um, being prepared for, for that that delay, being prepared for um, blocks that will we'll come to in a later episode, um, and protecting your time. What nights or what, what days or whatever are you every week going to give to this? Because if it's just going to be an off-the-cuff kind of thing, um, I'll write when I'm inspired. Um, someone had, 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 had spoken to me recently about writing a book, and so they, get, they get really enthused about uh, a, a paragraph that came to them in their head, and it's such a rush. Well, it is. But it's, it's not all like that, and we'll come to that in another episode as well. So what, what are you going to what are you going to give yourself? What are you going to protect um, in order to do that? And are you prepared, though, still, when an idea does come, to to just do well, you know, whatever that, that takes you? I wrote mine in planes and trains and hotels and the other side of the world. Um, went to Australia, and, and the flight from Glasgow to Dubai, I wrote two chapters, because it's great, because there's not a lot more to do. Um, to speak to my wife, but um, uh, writing a book <laughs> was um, easier. Uh, so <laughs> it was just that, that, that kind of protection. Um, and uh, to be fair, I did get very disciplined with that, that no, um, it's a Tuesday night or whatever, that, that's my writing night. Um, 
also in the planning, you might have a good deal with your publisher that they'll take care of, of the the cover and and they will do the artwork for you, I'm sure. Um, but if you're using pictures, if it's a, a, a non-fiction book, um, well, they cost money and they cost quite a bit of money. So what's that cover going to look like? Are you prepared to budget for that? Um, if, if you are expected to, to pick up the, the, the cost yourself, um, you know, I dreams from my book of, of some kind of big collage with, you know, nine or ten images. No chance was that that going to really be um, worthwhile, given how much it would, it would cost. So I went with a, a single image. Thankfully, it was a really striking one. I was very happy with it. But um, these kind of things seem like the last thing you do, but should be in the thought process um, pretty early on. I have seen the front cover, so uh, <laughs> that, that's something, I suppose, and it is an absolutely fantastic picture. When it comes to the actual planning, Martin, myself and Colin, we have big ideas about planning all the time. And even today, half an hour late and starting recording because we couldn't plan right. But did you use any, did you use a pen and paper? Was it a reminders on your phone? Like physically, how did you plan? Um, I, blocking off the nights um, right. and because my book is very very structured as I said it, these, these 50 chapters I, I wrote chronologically uh, not chronologically so I wrote in order of the, the list so from 50 down to 1 because I, I wanted to build up that that, that, that tempo and um, that, that sense of drive towards a greater and greater match um, so I knew that um, but it, it just doesn't always work doesn't always work out like that so um it's been able to deal with the the, the sluggishness but still kind of powering on it's, it's a difficult balance to to to, to strike um uh, but i'll come to some of those those snags in, in maybe a later later episode but if i just sat down first of june and said well it'll be ready when it's ready then i'll i'd probably still be writing it so um what is the deadline because the, the my publishers were very good. And again, I'll talk about a big block I had that, that did move that, that that deadline for submission. Some might not. They've got other books to get done. They've got other books to edit, other books to get out. Um, so what are you working with here? And that needs to be realistic. Um, we speak about Rangers now, and we were recording in the, the near the end of this 2021 season. I think there are three books that I know of about this remarkable season. And a couple of them are going to have to be turned around very, very quickly. Um, and then right okay but is it feasible then or if, you're, if your deadline is so strict you might be able to submit words by that point but is it the book that, that you want to write because that will be sitting up in your shelf and you don't want to be looking at that going hmm, it could have been better it could have been 50,000 words more um, it, it could have gone on and then could have gone into different avenues and just been fuller um, but you know I delivered it well is it what you want to actually deliver um, so have a an idea of how long it takes you to write a thousand words um, and and kind of work it. There's a bit of basic maths about that. Sorry to be so reductive, but but that's that's kind of the, the truth. Some of the advice that's given out there to would be your aspiring offers is that if you've just published your first short story, you're still probably five, maybe ten years away from having a solid polished novel that's ready to compete in the marketplace. Martin, it might not have felt that way for you, but I remember the very early stages of you letting us know that you were putting this book together to the book coming out. And it did seem to move pretty quickly for me. It probably did. It probably felt much longer for you. But 
in retrospect, you actually started planning this book before you knew you were writing a book because you'd been working on your show for three years on the on the network. You had your notes to fall back on. You had that little bit of groundwork done that you adapted. Your new book that you've had commissioned, we're not going to go into too many details what it's about or anything, but do you expect that to be a longer process? That's going to take you longer to put together and it'll maybe take more time? Yes. Uh, yes, it will, uh, because it isn't as simplistic a structure as, as what I conveniently arranged for myself the, the, the first time. Um, structurally, my book was a piece of piss, really. And I'm not saying it wrote itself. Of course, it didn't. But, but what I had there was a, a very kind of simple idea. And it, there were so many hooks that, that I, I never really got lost too often. Um, I think I've built myself a book architecture for this one that, that, that will work. Um, I'm still in the early um, research um, stage of that. I haven't actually started writing it, but but this this is different. This is bigger. It's a bigger project. Um, I hope it will read more like a proper history book. Um, uh, this is the other thing, I guess, in the planning. Um, the name. I was kind of tied to my name because it does what it says in the tin, and it, that, that's what it is. But my biggest fear was that that name would consign it to your kind of bargain basement stuff or your kind of stocking filler. You see football books like that produce quite a lot and it is trivia and it's it's, it's pretty low rent. And I knew my book wasn't going to be like that and it, and it isn't like that. Um, but I, I get why people's first impressions, but, and I toyed so much with can I get a title and just use 50 Great Strangers Games as a kind of subtitle. Um, so that's an important part of the planning process as well. For this one, it'll be different um, and I've never written a novel I think that it would be incredible to, to write one and I, and I envy anyone who, who can do that but I, I get that, that that there is a build up to that and, and are you really ready to to go for the long form um, fictional narrative I'm so sure that, that this next one will be far better than, than my first because I've simply been through the process um, and the excitement of doing it isn't quite as overwhelming, I've had that that, that novelty um, I'm, I'm rereading bits and saying that's a wee bit scrappy I wouldn't, I wouldn't word it quite like that anymore so I'm hopeful that, that next time we'll just be a lot more polished a lot more thorough yeah so that's all solid advice uh, from Martin so thanks again for joining us mate oh, pleasure mate thanks Colin as always cheers right guys we will uh, speak to you soon the best pods in the best network quite the thing media.com